This is Alive with Joseph. Take this moment to exalt it tonight, to understand the power of worship. And I've titled my message tonight, My Worship, My Worship. One of the things that God wants us to see our worship is, is that God wants us to see our worship as something that is holy. God does not play with our worship. God does not joke with the worship of the saints. Every time the saints comes together to worship him, heaven is on a standstill because God, the Bible calls our worship the fruit of our lips that God waits for, that God longs for, that God desires. So every time we pause and worship him, I want you to know that you are doing something that is holy. You are doing something that is glorious. Hallelujah. And that God wants us to understand that our worship, holy as it is, it is not complete without our offering. There's so much power in offering. Most of the times I see people run away when it is offering time and I think to myself it is a lack of revelation. People don't have a clue of what worship is. Our offering is. Our offering perfects and completes our worship. Hallelujah. In the book of Exodus chapter 23, from verse 14 to 15, we see a mystery there. The Bible says three times a year, you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, eat bread made without yeast, as I command you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv. For in that month, you came out of Egypt. None, none no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Hallelujah. God says when you come to me, rem to remember that I am the one that brought you out of Egypt. When you come to me in worship, make sure that none of you must appear before me empty-handed. And that is what we've been doing for these past few minutes. We've been coming before God with worship. We've been singing songs of worship. We've come to remember where God has brought us out from. We have come to remember, to thank him for being in our lives, for the difference that he makes in our lives. And God says, as you appear before me, none of you must appear before me empty-handed. Hallelujah. God was teaching them how to worship him the way that he accepts worship. There is a way that our parents has taught us worship. There is a way that our religion has taught us worship. But there is a way that God wants to be worshipped and he clarifies it in his word. He says when you come to worship, none of you must come empty handed. Hallelujah. Because our offering is a major part of the ordinance of worship. Glory to God. I want you to understand that your offering itself is worship. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 96 from verse 8 to 9, it says, give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him 
all the earth. Hallelujah. He says, give to the Lord the glory that is due to him. He says, bring an offering and come into his court. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, bringing an offering gives glory to God. Hallelujah. I've said to you that our offer, our worship is not complete without our offering. He teaches us here. He says bringing an offering gives him glory. He says give to him the glory that is due to him. Hallelujah. The second thing he teaches us, he's saying that Bring an offering proves that we have entered into his courts. Many people, you know, stay outside. Or many people just want to sing and sing and sing and dance and sometimes even cry and feel that it is enough. But the Bible shows us here that when we are really in the courts, when we are in the presence of God, one of the things that shows a heart that is lifted up to God in worship, it is our offering. Hallelujah. The third thing we see here is that bringing an offering is God appointed part of our worship. It is what God has ordained to be part of our worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So as we sing, as we worship, as we lift up our hearts, as we lift up our hands, as we sometimes even cry, you know, and we say, Lord, we give you honor and glory. We worship you, our God. We should not forget. A heart that is truly lifted up, it releases itself through giving. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 18, it says, but I have all and all. I am full, having received of Epaphrodias the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. This is Paul acknowledging the offering that was sent to his ministry. And he was saying, you know what? I want you to understand that, you know, the offering that you send is an odor. It's a sweet smell odor. It is a sacrifice that is acceptable and well-pleasing pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Therefore, when you give to God, you're not just merely giving money. When you give to God, you are grazing an incense. You are completing your worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Understand that giving God an offering represents giving God your whole life. When you give God your offering, you are giving yourself to God. Your offering is a sum total of your time. It is a sum total of your strength. It is a sum total of your talent. Hallelujah. It is a combination of your time, your strength, and your talent. Hallelujah. How do we make money? We need time to make money. We make money, we, we invest our strength into making money. We invest our talent into making money. It is those things that makes us who we are. Therefore, when you bring money before God, God, 
what you just see as a paper or a number that you have transferred into the account, all you see is money. But when God looks it, looks at it, He sees the time that you put in to make that money. God sees the the, the strength, the energy. He sees the sweat. He sees the toiling that went into it. Hallelujah. Therefore, as you lay there, God sees your all. He sees you in your completion. It was Paul who said we must offer unto God a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. He said offer yourself actually. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice. How do I offer myself? I give him my time. I give him my strength and I give him my talent which is locked up, which is wrapped up in my money. Hallelujah. Your offering is a representation of your life. I want you to understand that God keeps record of what his people offer. He does. If you read in the book of Numbers chapter 7, it speaks about 12 princes that gave the exact same thing to God. But you know what? The Bible doesn't say 12 princes gave the same thing to God. No, 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 no. He details what each and every king gave. He, it looks like it's reputation because it's exactly the same thing. But God refused to generalize it because it is, not, it is more than what they were giving. God was looking at the heart of who was putting what. Hallelujah. He details the name. This is the Holy Spirit writing this. He details the name of the giver. He details the gift that was given. Hallelujah. He details every item because you know what? Everything you give to God means something to God. Glory be to Jesus. Listen, we need to take note of the degree of importance that God places on our offering. You need to take, God sees it serious. So should you see it serious. So should I see it serious as well. In the New Testament, the New Testament teaches us that Jesus actually watches what we give. It is in the Bible. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 12 from verse 41 to 44. You can read the whole scripture on your own. But for tonight, I just want to focus on verse 41. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the temple treasury. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says Jesus looked, he said to look at the offering basket. He said to look at what they were giving. Hallelujah. Jesus looked at what everybody gave. You know, he was looking at the, he estimated its true value. Glory to God. He was not estimating the amount that they put in. He was expect, He was estimating the true value of what was being put in. What showed the true value? What showed the true value was the heart that was behind it. Hallelujah. Number two, we see in that scripture that God, you know, gauges what we give by what we keep. That is so powerful. He gauges what we give by what we keep. You know, the other people came out of their abundance. They gave an amount. They gave a tip to God. They just gave whatever they had. But this woman, if you read there, it's about the woman that gave her last. She gave her all. Others gave and still kept major. Major. Maybe 
maybe probably their pastor celebrated the offering that they gave. Maybe somebody who saw them giving as well, they celebrated what they gave. But Jesus didn't because he was weighing what they were giving to him in contrast to what they were withholding from him. Oh, it was McDowell, William McDowell, he said, who said, withholding nothing. I give myself away, God, withholding nothing. How many of us really do give ourselves and withhold nothing? But this woman, that was her attitude. That was her worship. She was not necessarily giving to get something back. I believe she had sang that song maybe over and over, saying, I give myself away away withholding nothing from you oh God my heart is lifted up my heart is open I'd rather go home I'd rather walk home without taxi fare I'd rather you know not know what I what, what will happen next but if I've given you myself if I've given you my worship I am satisfied hallelujah he stated you know that the one who gives the least Hallelujah, gave the most because she had nothing left. Listen, I want you to know that God remembers your offering. He doesn't just document your offering. He remembers it. In the book of Psalms chapter 20 from verse 3 to 4, it says, May he remember all your sacrifice and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make your, your, all your plans succeed. Hallelujah. God remembers our offerings. There is no offering that we give to God that is for God. No, I always say this, a seed never forgets itself. If it has come from your heart, it is, if it has come with a cheerful heart, if it has come with a heart of worship, I guarantee you it comes as that sweet smelling essence to God. And it, you know, moves God to be a blessing to you. He says here, because of your offerings, may he give you the desires of your heart. You might be giving tonight and saying just, Lord, I worship you. I just want to worship you. All I want to do with my offering is worship you. And God is saying, what can I give you back? Simply because you worship me. This was the testimony of the woman that gave to the servant of God. Who said, I perceive that this is a man of God. Honestly, if you read that story, she was not looking for a child. She was not looking for anything. Her heart was just lifted up to God. That is how she was able to perceive that this is a servant of God. And the Bible says, as she gave glory to God, the prophet called her back and said, what will you have me do for you? Glory be to Jesus. A lot happens when we give to God. In that same, in that same chapter, if you read verse 1, it says, may the Lord answer you in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Hallelujah. These are the things that happens when you give to God. When you give, when you worship him with your offering, he sends you help. He hears you in the day of distress. Hallelujah. He grants you support out of Zion. Glory to God. I want you to understand that we serve God with our, with our resources. Your attitude towards money actually reveals your attitude towards God himself. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, it says no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the, the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. 
you cannot serve both God and money. Hallelujah. We've been singing here. We've been declaring our love to God. And when we declare our love, he says, prove it. Prove what you are declaring. Prove that your declaration. Understand that money here is equated to God. That is why he says you cannot serve God and money. And actually the word used here is the word mammon. Mammon is not actually money itself. It is the spirit that works behind money. And the only way that you can break the hold of that spirit over your life is by giving to God. Hallelujah. We declare our worship. When we offerings are given to deity, pastor has taught us that. Offerings are given. So when you give money to God, you are causing your money to bow to God. Hallelujah. You are declaring that spirit to that spirit that you know what? There is only one true God. There is only one living God. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And every knee, including the knee of Mammon, must bow to him. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Listen, it is not a choice whether who we serve. It is not a choice whether we will serve. Serving is a must for everyone, believers and non-believers. You are always serving something. You are either serving God or you are serving mammon. The only choice you have is who you serve. You don't have a choice in whether you're serving or not. The only choice you have is who you serve. Hallelujah. Listen, when we give to God, we are honoring him. It's easy for us as believers to sing and cry and say, we give you honor and glory. We give you honor, Lord. We give you honor. Yes, it's okay to say that. It is good because really we are giving him honor. But God in his word defines what honor is. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 9 to 10, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the fruits of your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vast will bring over with new wine. Hallelujah. He says, you want to honor me? Honor me with your substance. That is what another translation says. He says, honor me with the fruit, fruits of your first fruits. Hallelujah. The way you honor the Lord is with your first fruits. It is with your substance. It is giving him the first and the best. Hallelujah. It is when we take that which is special and precious to us and we give it to him in worship and in adoration. Glory to God. Understand this. You either honor God or you dishonor him. There is no middle ground. Our challenge is that we live our lives as if there is a middle ground. Not with God. With God, you are either hot or cold. You are either honoring him or dishonoring him. You are either serving him or serving another. Hallelujah. Our God is not a God of middle grounds. And he asks a very powerful question in the book of Malachi. He says, Malachi chapter 1 from verse 6 to 8. He says, a, fa a son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a, I'm a father, you know, we, we've been crying, we've been declaring, you are our father. Hallelujah. As he says, if I am your father, like you call me father, where is the honor due to me? Because he's saying there is a way that fathers should be honored. He says, if I'm a master, where is the respect due to me? Says the Lord. It is you priests who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we 
shown contempt for your name. He said, by offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table, when you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Will he be, accept you? He, this is God asking. He says, some of you, the things you give to me, you cannot even give to your mayor. Or you cannot even give to, to your governors. You cannot even give to your president. But you want to give God what has no value to you. We want to give God what means nothing to, him, to us. If it doesn't mean anything to us, why will it mean something to God? Hallelujah. But he says, if you're going to honor me, honor me right. Don't say I give you honor and give him what is dishonorable. He's not talking about an amount. He's talking about you giving your all. You giving from your heart. Hallelujah. Listen, there is a heart of worship and that's what God looks for. You, where your heart hits is says a lot about you. In the book of Isaiah 29 verse 13, he says, then the Lord said, these people approaches me with their words and honors me only with their lip service, but they remove their hearts far from me and their reverence for me is a tradition that is learned by root without any regard for its meaning. He says, many of you, you just say you honor me, but there's no meaning because the meaning for honor, I've given it in my word. Listen to what the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hallelujah. I remember when I just gave my life to Christ, someone made this statement. He said, if you want to know where your heart is, go and draw your statement. Where your money goes to most will tell you whether you honor God or not. So this evening, as we worship God, I want to challenge you to, re to release to God an offering of worship. Hallelujah. And live that kind of life. A life that genuinely honors God. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngococha. Till next time, God bless.